Hey, Andrew, when uh, you are not busy creating and enjoying satellite radio content, you've been known to enjoy a podcast from time to time. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And you are a, like a, a hardcore devotee, so much so you buy merch. Right, I do. So I'm sure you are so committed to the podcasts you listen to that you make sure that you rate and review every single one of them, right? Every single one, five stars. Do you really actually do that? No. See, what is that? <laughs> well, I, I, I listen to them on an app where, like, the Stitcher app, uh, I think is incredibly, like, user-friendly. And, and you I, can't do I don't iTunes think radio. there's mm-hmm. app, like, mm-hmm. rating on that thing, but All right, I, guess I subscribe on I Stitcher. I guess you skate on that. Here's the reason why, oh, there goes my bed. Here's the reason why I ask people to rate and review this. It's actually a very practical reason. Obviously, you know, it feels great to have tons and tons of reviews but like when i consider guests for this show i look at their podcast and there's times where i'm like i don't really want to talk to oh wow look how many review people oh wow it'd probably be good to co-mingle with that audience and i'm sure guests do the same thing when they look at this show since there's no way they can see the ratings of the show on sirius xm they would look at the podcast i send publicists the link and the more you know little five-star ratings i see next to it the more i think the publicists and the and the talent are apt to say i'll go do this show so when people rate and review this show they are actually doing themselves a favor so i hear a rumor though that the actual thing to do is Mm. unsubscribe and resubscribe every single week and that like gets your numbers up way higher oh i gotta look into that yeah okay i'm gonna get back to everybody on that in the meantime if you could rate and review and there goes the bet again let's get on with the show i appreciate it everybody Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before. He's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills adjacent California. You would think I'd have this memorized by now. From the studios of Sirius XM West, posting an obstructed view of the world-famous Hollywood sign, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully, joining us yet again for, this is a nearly mid-season report on the 2017 NBA season. Hello, Andrew Gruse. How's it going? Pretty good, thanks. Yeah, we're about... I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, I I barely saw you yesterday. (laughs) Uh, we're about 30 games into the NBA season for each team, and I've watched a bunch, been to a couple. You? I have I've passively watched like a couple games like they've been on. I would say I have actively watched less than eight quarters of NBA action this year. It doesn't stop me from feeling like I know almost everything that's going on. It's one of the weird things, listening to other podcasts and – I think the guys from the starters who are on NBA TV came down from Toronto and and have kind of blown up big on the NBA world, talked about their viewing habits. They watch three to four games a night, then wake up in the morning, watch three to four more games. It's just to consume that amount of basketball, granted it's your job, it just seems so time-consuming. And it would seem like it would be mundane after a little while. But those guys just churn out games and game reports, things like that. Yeah, There's definitely a kind of person who, I'm sure there's many people listening to this who if you, if they were freed from having to, you know, take care of a different, you know, job or family or what have you, would like to watch every single NBA game every day. To me, I think that would, within a day, become a job. Right. You know, and unfortunately that's when you do, when you do the thing that you love, there are very few people. I always feel like people are lying when they, when I interview them from almost any walk of life and they say, oh, I, this has always been my dream and now I'm just so lucky. I'm so happy. Every day I am so thankful I get to do the thing I love for a job. I suspect many to most of them don't actually really feel that way. They still love elements of it, but they go, Isaac Lowe is just like, oh, fucking now I got to go watch the Wiz Trailblazers. Oh boy. But it's, it's amazing because he turns out that column. Every single Friday, mm-hmm. and it's well, it got, is his job, and it's a yeah. good job. Same thing. I don't always feel like doing radio. It is a good job. I like doing what I do, but but it, it, I don't I don't wake up pinching myself that I get to go talk on the radio, and I don't think Zach Lowe wakes up pinching himself that he gets to watch Jazz Hawks. Right, and I'm just amazed at his column in particular. Just a huge fan of. He will isolate single plays and be like, "This speaks to why." Let's say Detroit is surprising a lot of people so far in the NBA season is because Andre Drummond and Avery Bradley are doing a pin down one, two action sort of thing. It's just an amazing 
job that he does in in highlighting some of the nuances of basketball for I mean I think you and I think of ourselves as big fans but I would never like actively seek oh they're doing elevators pinch at the free throw line extended that's an amazing play by so-and-so and those guys make it really easy to understand and it's it's really impressive, but yeah, the extent to which I am able to sound knowledgeable about basketball um, is uh, owes almost entirely to Zach Lowe. But with your knowledge yep. of basketball, mm-hmm. and now that we're thirty games into the season or so, what has been a big surprise? Has one thing stood out to you in your mind as being like, yeah, didn't expect this once the season started in well, late October? I I feel like I made not so much predictions, but I I, I gave you my sense of where I thought teams were going to go, like the bangers this year, and I believe I predicted that thing that that the um the the uh, the squad that the Cavs had assembled would be a little whatever that famous Laker year is. You know, they were like three years too late with everybody. The that, Carl Malone, yeah, Gary, Gary Payton, Payton yeah. 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 So that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. I guess what surprises me is I felt like it would be difficult for the Rockets to maintain just the fluidity that they had where I, you know, as I said at the time, the, the sum was, you know, the whole was greater than the sum of the parts or whatever the, the saying is. And um, obviously I didn't ever give a shit about the ego thing with Chris Paul and James Harden. What do I know? But I know that Chris Harden likes to play at a very, very, I'm sorry, Chris Paul likes to play at a very slow pace and that's not what the Rockets do. So I've been surprised that all of the complimentary pieces continue to excel and they've been able to integrate Chris Paul and they're fucking awesome. I mean, a couple of the predictions that I had, I thought Derek Rose would be an amazing fit for the Cavaliers. I recall you saying that. And he basically retired for a month of the season so far. Uh, just due to ankle injuries, and and so that was a terrible prediction. You who win, who wins a game of one on one? Him or Darren Williams? I think Darren Williams is like train has he owns like an MMA gym in Dallas, and should own a barbershop. He's got poten- <laughs> he's got potential offers on the table to come back, yeah. but we'll see. And that's one of the interesting things that will happen once the the trade deadline passes and the buyout season takes place, because there are teams that have. That will have money available. Like the Celtics supposedly will have a ton of cash that they could throw at players. God, I hate them. Do they need to add Darren Williams as a backup to Kyrie? No, nobody needs to add Darren Williams for anything. Okay. But are there players that could be released from some terrible Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, guys mm-hmm. on the Sacramento Kings? Yeah, everybody you, needs Vince Carter. Who who you everybody don't know they, they shouldn't be playing. I don't know why they he signed with the Kings in the first place. I mean Cash, he's getting like fifteen to twenty minutes a game. Zach Rand- Zebo put up like uh, twenty five and twelve like two nights ago. How much? Yeah, but you can't really you can only read so much into garbage numbers on garbage teams. How much more did Vince get from the Kings than he could have gotten anywhere else? But I, up top of your head, I think he he's in the low millions. Why did he I, sign with does, the Kings? Does it make sense to sign for like a vet minimum if you're Vince Carter? Well. I, I don't understand the question. If Vince Carter wants to keep playing basketball, then he takes whatever team will offer him a contract. But I guess the if, question, if you're, yeah. he's the oldest guy in the league, right? I believe so. And he's still, if he's not a contributor, he like, I, I don't want the Cavs to continue to compile the the 2006 All Stars, but Richard Jefferson, Channing Frye, but those type of players. I just don't under, like a guy that you can say, hey, if we don't need him, he just sits on the bench and it's more veteran leadership. But for all we know, he's going to end up being the guy who swings a series for us. Like that's Vince Carter, and that's something for that almost the, any playoff team. The Warriors did with David West, and I don't yes. think they had a huge expectation of him coming in. He and took he, less money though, right? He he'd gone to San Antonio where he originally took less money. Not chasing rings. It's not about that for David West. David West just loves being a around the culture of winning and that's why he uh could have retired but instead decided to experience that culture of winning first in san antonio then in golden state and he's done well Oh, do i get a ring for that i wasn't even thinking about it i'll take one but yeah there i mean there are a couple players that'll be Here's interesting my buyouts, yeah uh for for potential nba teams and maybe the celtics need to add somebody the cavaliers do they? how are the celtics doing i mean they are 26 and 7 right but other and the than, question is but if you but if you, if you Put aside their 22-game winning streak. How are they doing? They've supposedly dropped off a little bit. Yeah. They're they're less efficient over the last couple of games. Tatum's been great as a rookie. Man, He's not I getting was... a ton of opportunity offensively. Not that he necessarily needs it with Kyrie and Horford and uh, Jalen Brown playing particularly well. Mm-hmm. But it's been impressive. He would never have had that opportunity if Hayward hadn't gotten injured. And I fucking said that. 
I said that, 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 that I hate to do the hot take, but the silver lining is they weren't going to compete for a championship this year, and they were going to get quality front-of-the-rotation minutes to their two young guys with, with Hayward being out. Yeah, so they've been super impressive. I still... I mean, I would still put Cleveland as the front runner in the East without a doubt. And the top three teams in the East look like people had thought. I mean, it's it's Boston, Cleveland, and Toronto. Nobody talks about Toronto because of the, the lack of playoff success that they've had. But they're still solidly in that top tier. Well, yeah, exactly. And it would be cool. It really would be cool for them to just shock the world and win a truly meaningful series to, to exceed expectations for once. But nobody talks about them because there's nothing to talk about about we know what toronto are they need to get to the eastern conference finals i mean they never even did that i believe they did one year they stink that's why nobody's talking about them is because well that's the other thing it was not exciting to talk about them even when they had upside the only exciting thing to talk about with them was well fuck i mean really look at this team they're they're well constructed they don't beat themselves lowry to rosen fuck who knows you know lebron's got to get old some year maybe they'll beat lebron and the only exciting thing about them was the chance that they could exceed expectations, and instead they're a boring team that underdelivers in the playoffs. Toronto loves them, though. Like, the city of Toronto adores their Raptors, makes the game seem fun, but that's not a fun team to watch play. I mean, it's, it's DeRozan going ISO, and great, you've got Serge Ibaka and a couple other players, uh, Valanchunas, but yeah, man, it's not are. exciting. No. No, it isn't. It isn't, which is a shame because they have two dynamic scorers. I don't know what more it really takes to be excited. Who's the, who's the second dynamic scorer? Lowry stinks you now? Put, Lowry DeRozan? It's definitely DeRozan, but I don't know if Lowry is in the same category. I don't think he's like a top-flight point guard. I, mean, I don't even know if he's been. in the second tier of top-flight. He has been. Right. There's always been questions about his weight, and he's never – he's doesn't have Chris Paul's passing ability, but he does kind of slow the ball down. Didn't he average like 25 points a game for a couple years? I think he got up there at the start. Yeah. But I've never thought of – he's not like a high flyer. He's not Russell Westbrook. He's not Chris Paul. And so he's never been – whether you want to say he's never been given the credit that he should have gotten because he plays in Canada for a team that is one round and out in the playoffs. Like Mm -hmm. He's not going to be heralded as some kind of – generational point guard no no of course he isn't and there can only be so many and seriously you know what you know what we should have done on this podcast that maybe we'll do another one one of these days i want to fucking list the best players in the nba in order because every fucking team has three top 20 guys it is so stupid zach Lowe is so smart and that is one incredibly moronic mathematical sin that he's consistently guilty of just like everybody else who writes about the nba everybody in the fucking nba who Scores 20 points a game as a top 20 player. There are 300 guys who are top 20 players. It is so stupid. Kyle Lowry, I believe at one point, was a top 20 player. I'm just saying that there's they, all the pieces are there. It, it, I can understand why people have trouble getting excited about a team that um, is like by committee and that lacks star. Like, for example, the, the, the Hawks of a couple years ago. Right. But Lowry was an all-star. Right. I mean, the thing is, if I'm looking down the list of the, the teams in the NBA, I'm not sure Toronto has a top 20 player. Andre Drummond is ten to fifteen, maybe this year. Uh, he wasn't. I'm just going to look up the list because somebody's got to actually be last year. Who's listing this? Who's doing this? It's clickbait. Everybody puts together like the Ringers put together stuff. ESPN's put together stuff. But nobody's nobody's become the definitive like Mark Stein power rankings of guys. I mean, Simmons is always thought of. Oh, Simmons started this, right? He's he put together one and he rated it with uh, Joe House a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and I think the Ringer put it up there. As well, it was interesting. There wasn't a lot of debate about players, and they generally had the top 20 was the same. There were questions about Drummond, questions about DeRozan. I don't think there ought to be that much debate over who. Of course, you know, 15 to 25 is is highly debatable. The point of matter is, like, if you don't crack the the top 30 in somebody's conversation of the top 20, let's stop talking about, let's just stop throwing the word top 20 around. Who are, who are the top 10 guys in the league? LeBron? Yes. Durant? Yes. Steph? Yes. Harden? Yes. Anthony Davis? Hmm. Kawhi's injured, but Kawhi. Okay, but Kawhi. Anthony Davis? I don't, is he? I don't know. When healthy, that has proven to be a big problem. Mm-hmm. Cousins? Okay, if you were doing, um, if they blew up the league and you were drafting it all over again, but you needed to win a championship this year. Right, so, so you, you don't take just, Giannis. So you don't or take, you don't the take kids, Chris yeah. Stops. Right. 
you're taking... Oh, Giannis one, is one of four next LeBrons who's currently in, in the league that I'm aware of. There are eight unicorns that exist in the, in the league. I know. Portland they has one. They shouldn't call them unicorns. They should call them Denver, raccoons. They're Denver fucking everywhere. I, I mean, Denver's great. raccoon? Oh, uh, Jokic, Nokic? Yeah. Jokic? Uh, yeah. Jokovic or what, whatever. <laughs> Nurich or whatever his name passing, is. Yeah. Generic European passing big right. men. But, Not to be confused with Portland's generic, humongous uh, passing big men. Yeah, that they traded for each other or whatever. It's, I mean, the, the top 20 question's hilarious because yeah. where do you put guys like Embiid or, or Ben Simmons that are amazing, but you can only have 20 in your top 20. Your mm-hmm. top 20 isn't 40 great players. And if that's the case, like guys like John Wall, like my favorite team, the Wizards, John Wall and Bradley Beal, maybe top 20? But I, mean, I don't I know. To this. My phone is letting me. Do- oh wait, I have a computer. Hold on. So keep talking. A couple other teams in the Eastern Conference. So we went over the top three. Look like they should. Uh, after that, you kind of got a group of five or six teams where you kind of wonder: Are these surprising? Are disappointing? Gonna, are we going to do the Eastern Conference the whole time again? I, I know, love that's this. It's a problem. I have no problem with that. <laughs> so, Nobody's talking about. Well, I guess they are this year. Uh, Detroit, fourth in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Somewhat surprising. People didn't think of them as a top four, top yeah. six seed. Have they we thought- looked at? Because I, I did. This is the one stat I looked up for. This is a, a point differential. They're like scoring 102 and giving up 101. Have they just had maybe a really easy schedule so far? Yeah. So their points per game are 103. Uh, opponents are 102. Yeah. Not a great point differential. No, that being said, that's only one point. It's very small. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> Milwaukee one less win, same amount of losses has a negative 0.4 point differential. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, neither of those teams is competing for a championship this year or next year, and I prefer Milwaukee's upside. I do I do like Milwaukee's upside. The question is, and I read an article about Jabari Parker. He's practicing with their G League team. He seems problematic. There are, I mean, to have two catastrophic knee injuries your first couple years in the league, as well as being saddled with a questionable weight, athleticism. Defense. Right. Uh, what does he bring to the table when you've got Eric trade, Bledsoe? Trade value is what he brings to the table. But what do you add? If you're if you're Milwaukee, mm-hmm. you've got Giannis, you've got Eric Bledsoe, you've got Middleton, you've got guys like Thonmaker, uh, Henson. It's pronounced McCurr. <laughs> I've, I've read it a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. McCurr, though, is one of them. Uh, I heard he's a unicorn as well. He, he is a unicorn. He's... It's so long, so long on the court. Um, but what do you add if you're if you're Milwaukee? And is it worthwhile to, to trade Parker? What you do, what you add is not having a guy who doesn't deserve a max contract with a max contract. Right, because Parker's want to get is going to want to get paid. Yeah, and, and and amazingly enough, someone will pay him. True, but if you're looking for what puts Milwaukee in the same category, like I, I just don't buy Toronto. No, as being a championship contender, so good for them for hanging around with the the second, you know, the also rans this long. It is impressive, but if you want to get in the Boston, which is going to be there for years, Ever. and Cleveland, depending on what LeBron does in the off season, if you're a Milwaukee or for that matter, other teams in the that list, uh, the Wizards or even the New York Knicks, like, what do you do as that team? You're middle of the pack. Yeah, well, the Knicks, you. Try to get a meeting with every single marquee free agent, which you can probably actually get now that Porzingis is panning out and um, Phil Jackson is gone. And then you uh, you build a time machine to go back and not sign Tim Hardaway Jr. That's I can't the believe, problem. I can't believe how many teams that weren't even like were barely in playoff contention in the East have cap problems. I don't understand how that happens. It is it is super confusing. Charlotte's there too, right? Charlotte is there now. One of your predictions before the year was that Dwight Har- Dwight Howard wouldn't bounce back and have a great season. Suppose he, his stats look really good. Yeah, the team is something like eleven, and they are eleven and nineteen. That's not Dwight's fault. Super disappointing. Malik Monk hasn't really shown anything coming out of Kentucky after a year, and Kemba Walker's good. But what they're a disappointment. They might be the biggest disappointment in the Eastern Conference. I heard Dwight uh, demands too many touches in the paint. Well, you got to get him started, or else he's just not going to play defense. And his offensive post moves yeah. leave a little bit to be desired. This is why you don't belong in the league. This is like 
that was what I said about the Cavs pickups is is you if you actually figured out exactly what Dwayne Wade in 2017 and Derrick Rose in 2017 brought to the table and then we figured out who their closest comps were it'd be dudes the casual fan have never even heard of and you would so much rather have those guys because they don't bring the baggage of the the, I I understand those guys Cavs don't need help selling tickets Dwight Howard probably helped sell tickets in in Charlotte but if you figure out there's probably a lot of guys there everybody is trying to unload big men in the NBA and Dwight is more of a conventional old school big man or at least plays like one right you could get a no-name guy who doesn't demand touches that he doesn't deserve and doesn't fart and eat candy in the locker room. And get paid in the upper teens. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that as well. And that's why I'm surprised that we don't see more, um, sort of like with the NFL, there will be like really big names who get cut, and you can't believe they get cut Like when you're if you're like a little kid and then you understand right. how the salary cap works. I'm surprised there aren't more guys who are like one year they're a star and three years later they can't even find a job. There are some players that are like that. I mean, Jason Smith, the the lefty power forward, or uh, not Jason Smith, um, Josh Smith, had a number of good years for Atlanta, kind of gunner, left-handed, power forward, shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd bounced around. Successful player, average high teens, eight, nine rebounds a year. That's very Can't misleading. Find a job. That's very misleading. He's one of those guys, and the other one is on the Knicks now. And Man, I love... I love. I know enough about the league now. Finally, that I can laugh at the New York press when, they, like, when they get Ennis Cantor and they fall. Like, because I was a kid, I'd fall. They're like, "We got this guy. He fucking averages like a point a minute. This guy, this guy. If you start this guy, he projects to like twenty five points a game." And I'm like, "Ha ha ha!" But I've seen Ennis <laughs> Cantor play basketball. And then they went and got what's his fucking name? Uh oh, shit. He was like a second pick or something. He's another one of these guys, same as Josh Smith. You could. You could. This he will never pass the basketball. It will literally it never. If if the ball touches his hands, it will never leave his hands. And so to say, oh, well, he scores nineteen a game. That's going to happen if you're a talented scorer who right. who refuses to ever pass a basketball. As we talked about the Charlotte Hornets, the team ahead of them with one less loss in the Eastern Conference is your Brooklyn Nets. They just added. Wait, Oka- are, we, are we currently? We're not currently in the playoffs, are we? No, you are the tenth seed. You are wow. four and a half games back of the Knicks. Oh, that's pathetic. But you've got Philly and Miami ahead of you in the standings. Philly Embiid's and been injured. Gotcha. He yeah, sat yeah, out yeah, for the good. last six games because right. of a back injury. I've mm-hmm. got that's super weird. It never happens. Super injury concerns about him. Yeah, they're going to regret that contract, and well, they're not. They're going to. It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be like a guy who, who, who is dating a chick who is like wildly out of his league but he knows she has a drinking problem but he just still marries her anyway and then the marriage becomes problematic and he goes and his friends go you know what though dude i understand why you did it i understand why you did it you had to you had to take that chance we all knew this was going to go down in flames but even for those handful of good nights it was worth it he's super impressive Embiid, but he's big and like that big dude running the court with foot problems knee problems it's like, all right, maybe he's a Hakeem Olajuwon type, but I'm not sure Olajuwon would be as heralded as he was if he played in today's game. He looks a little slow, and I would have concerns about his longevity going forward. That being You've said, got concerns about Embiid's longevity? Oh, yeah, yeah. That said, Ben Simmons is amazing. Yes. He's like a triple-double every night. Yeah, now he can't fun. shoot. Yeah, give him time. But Maybe he doesn't have to. Yeah, because he just goes by players. Well, I've heard that about Giannis too. That it's the the they're they're so skilled at getting to the basket. You almost have to think of them more like the way that we used to think of centers. Only they play on the perimeter. Right. the The thing with those two players, if you give them four or five feet to shoot, they'll just get ahead of steam going, and they will euro step past you and dunk the ball. Obviously, at a certain point, you're going to need to develop a shot. Even LeBron had to, but I think they've both got plenty of time. Yeah, Ben Simmons is pretty. I didn't know. I just knew the name. I wasn't. I was like, "Why does this center keep bringing the ball up?" Yeah, an Australian kid comes over to LSU for one year. LSU doesn't even make the NCAA tournament. He's Australian. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it was. I mean, everybody talked about him, but he didn't get a lot of national press for kind of the mainstream, not super into it fan mm-hmm. in his year of college, just because LSU wasn't very good. And then he, he, of course, sat out last year, and and this year has just been. He's fun to watch. Yep. And with a guy like J.J. Redick on that team just firing threes and Covington's playing really well, they're, they're a fun team. Mm-hmm. 
the but then faults, you have faults, right? Yeah, the faults uh, thing is an issue. Supposedly, he has corrected the muscular imbalance that existed. But, man, like... I can only think of one time that that kind of nonsense ever worked out. I remember... Jose Reyes was with the Mets and kept getting leg problems and just kept on, you know, missing half seasons. And then they were like, no, they taught him a new way to run and he's not going to get hurt anymore. And I was like, this is, this can't be done. This absolutely cannot be done. But then I think he stayed, he was, he was relatively healthy for the second half of his career. So maybe there is a way to rebalance a 20 year old's muscles so that they can shoot a basketball properly, seeing as how that is. Ultimately, yeah, his, their job. His free throw shot uh, was scary looking as yep. he was dealing with that shoulder problem. But back to your nets. Are you uh-huh. happy for Okafer? I don't Russell's think it, been injured. I don't think it really means anything. I was reading an article about them this morning. It's like it's easy to forget that they even play in the NBA. You read you read all these positive stories about them, and it's it's almost like uh, reading an economic article about some third world country. That's just like Cambodia's making moves, and you know they're doing this, and they're doing that. And it's like, oh, cool. So are they like a like a player? And like, oh no, fuck no. Are you <laughs> kidding me? My God, they're like the three hundredth economy in the world. The Nets are. It's so hard for me to understand how much positive press they get from the Ringer and from Zach Lowe. I understand that they're being run intelligently, and I am not one hundred percent excited about going from a Russian owner who quickly became disinterested when things didn't break his way, I guess, to a Chinese owner who I don't know to necessarily have an, a greater passion for NBA basketball, that we may just have more of the same there. You know, I don't know what to expect from the Alibaba guy. I just don't understand how I'm supposed to be optimistic about a team when you see how many great teams there are in the league and how many really amazingly good teams can't break into that great tier and then you see how many teams seem to be on their way to being the next generation of great. And then you see how many teams at least have like one or two foundational stars that could allow them to start moving up those casts. And the Nets... Russell's for, Russell's not that guy yet? I don't... Uh, he could be. I understand what they're doing. They're taking flyers on everybody. But I don't think the Lakers were bummed to see him go. And I didn't know this until this morning that the pick that they threw in there became Kuzma. Yeah. Pretty good rookie. Better than Lonzo. Yeah, better than Lonzo. So I just, I don't know. Like, I get, nobody projects Jaleel. It's almost a little bit like the whole, like, old. You did add a second rounder mm-hmm. with Okafer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you got yeah. Booker, good player, not going to help you guys yeah. in five years when you mm-hmm. hope to be contending in the Eastern Conference. It's just a little bit like the whole, I'm going to say it again, the, the the Cavs adding old D. Wade and old D. Rose. There's always going to be that thing where, as a fan, you get a guy who was the number two pick or was the number one pick, and it's you go, well, there's maybe maybe we can find it, and, and maybe this is the diamond in the rough, but you're always the third or fourth team that had that guy, and nobody was sad to see him go from the last place. There's a lot of of draft busts as we see more and more unicorns come from the the teens in the latter part of the first round and the second round we see more and more guys the Fultzes, who are these you know everybody is supposed to try to get lottery picks and lottery picks seem like a like high lottery picks top three picks seem like a coin flip at best they I'm, do not at times. I'm not answering now your you question. Now you also added Stauskas, so you got another lottery pick I know. with the Okafor trade. And that's cool. I understand what we're doing, and I'm glad. The one thing, the only thing I was able to contribute to the Nets conversation is why aren't we taking on big, bad contracts to get quality young players in return? And now we're doing that. So I can't really – I like seeing Brooke with the Lakers. I just I just like Brooke, Brooke Lopez. makes me happy to see that guy running up and down a court. Now he's injured, out for three or four weeks. That's our boy. With the ankle That's our guy, yeah. Uh, As you mentioned, the Western Conference and teams breaking into that top echelon, the Western Conference kind of looks like people expected outside of one team. Now, granted, Oklahoma City is still in the top eight right now, but top three, you've got Houston, Golden State, and San Antonio. Kawhi's just come back within the past week, minutes restrictions, but LaMarcus Aldridge has been amazing. Tony Parker looks pretty good. Ginobili's just ageless and guys like Danny Green just <laughs> ageless has become a very funny word because Manu Ginobili was 
the fucking roadkill three years ago in the playoffs. Like it was like, can they just get out of the playoffs without him really, really, really embarrassing himself so he can retire with honor? And now he just signed a two year deal. Like, come on. He's still dunking on Kai's. Uh, yeah, it's, don't it's awesome. He cocks that left hand back. And, Look, uh, I love it. Just legalize HGH so we don't have to have this shroud of, of, of nonsense hanging over the league. The fourth team in the Western Conference, a lot of people thought was going to be on the up and up, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns, probably not having the breakout year that I had hoped he would have. Yeah. Looks good, but Jimmy Butler's been a great signing and, and or trade, and so they've been impressive. Uh, the questions of whether Tibbs is running them into the ground, playing them 40, 42 minutes a game. The question is, why? What did he do to like? I mean, why doesn't they, why don't the, when when the Knicks, if they're able ever able to amnesty Noah, he will probably end up as a bull. Why do all these broken shells of men want to go back to the man who destroyed them? He got Dang too. Oh no 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 no! I always think that Dang's still on the Lakers. I, no, yeah, but, but I'm, I'm thinking that because right? they got a Dang too. Right. Every time I hear Dang, I'm like, oh, my it's God, Luol, run, yeah. run for your life. <laughs> I'm going back he broke there. you. <laughs> He'll run you into the ground. Taj, what are you doing? Like, what is Taj telling guys in the locker room? Like, trust me, it's going to be cool. We'll be really, really good for like a year and a half, and then none of us will ever get paid ever again because we'll be broken players by the time we're 29. Super Here's fresh t- come May. Yeah. Like, our legs won't be hurting, shin splints, whatever. Right when the, the defense Here, really D-Rose just sent me his latest x-ray. Take yeah. a look. Have fun with that one. But they've been good. Mm-hmm. Like, Maybe Good. I like maybe him. Wiggins and Towns aren't the unicorns or all NBA guys. A lot of people thought they could be when they came into the league, but the three of them, along with Jeff Teague, are, are playing really well, and, and Minnesota's a four seed, and that's probably a little ahead of schedule. Yeah, that's what doesn't make a damn bit of difference, but cool. And two teams that, that confuse me that I just don't understand are next in the division with Portland and Denver. And okay. once again, we go back to the Jokic and Nursic or whatever. Nurkic, yeah. yeah Nurkic. I've, I'm amazed at those teams. They don't have a lot of name recognition. I mean, granted, uh, Dame Lillard and, and McCullough are great, but... You and I talked about this off-air. The, 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 the Wizards and the Trailblazers are each other. Right. Eastern and Western Conference, respectively. I'm just amazed that those two teams play as well as they do. They don't have a lot of marquee name guys. Really? Uh, Denver well, I, thought, added- I, thought, I thought that... I mean, Damian Lillard and and, uh, CJ were flavor of the month two years ago. Are they top 20? Let's find out because I found a list. I'm going off of Sports Illustrated. I'm glad you asked me that. Let me know if any of these people seem like insane. Oh, I lost my mouse again. (laughs) It goes on two screens, and when it goes to the one on the right, it never comes. Oh, my God. Keep talking. But behind – so -hmm. Portland and Denver surprising me, but a a lot of people thought they'd be right in the playoff mix in the middle of the Western Conference. Wait, I got it. Okay. Does this seem insane? We don't have to debate every single point, but Kyrie Irving? Top 20. Yeah, I got him. SI has him as 25. Whatever. He might have still been in a – he's still on the Cavs in this, so this is is a little outdated. Um, Yeah, this is a little outdated because I think Carmelo came next. Right, and Carmelo – Rough year so far uh-huh. in Oklahoma City, and I was listening to to Ramona Shelburne coming in this morning. She said that uh, Paul George seeking a trade. Oh my God! Already? Yes. Wow. That he is not happy with his usage in Oklahoma City as the third option. Hard to hard to say you didn't see that coming, but Russell Westbrook. I don't know how much he's changed his game, adding two other ball-dominant guys that were on on the team now. Okay. So here's what actually really happened and is happening. Paul George probably has made some sort of verbal commitment, or whatever you want to call it, to the Lakers, but he's free to do whatever he wants. He's not under contract to anybody. So when he gets traded to the Thunder, they go – so are you just here waiting out a year? What sort of moron do you think Paul George is to go, yeah, dude, I'm fucking out of here. I'm not going to say I'm going to the Lakers, but fuck this. So what does he say? Hey, man, I'm here, and I'm going to give it my all, and I'm open to uh, to possibilities. And yeah, if they had somehow gelled quickly and all of a sudden been like the second best team in the West, I think Paul George would be thinking very seriously about staying, but... I think he always had one foot out the door, and now apparently, I'm surprised he doesn't want to just ride out the season, but... 
I guess these guys' primes only last so long. And and then Carmelo just needed out of New York, and he had to go somewhere. Right, and was the ideal fit if he had found his way to Cleveland, where he yeah. has to take second fiddle to LeBron. Mm-hmm. And maybe he doesn't feel completely comfortable taking second fiddle to Westbrook. Right, but most importantly from all this is, and this is not my original opinion, this is everybody's opinion, Thunder have had two coaches. They've had Durant. They've not had Durant, and it just all comes back to Russell Westbrook only knows how to play one way. And I feel like if he had, like, I don't know who is, like if if he got traded to the Spurs or something, and he just had to answer to a coach, like a Popovich or something in 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 a culture. Billy Donovan's not that guy. Probably not that guy. I wonder if even if Russ made the conscious decision, yes, I don't need to be the man. Nobody wants me to do that. It's not in my best interest or the team best interest. I don't know if he can be as effective of a player playing a different way. This may be the only thing that Russell Westbrook is able to do. Either he he looks for his shot and only passes his, you know, Iverson was like that. Or and that's probably what he really is, and we don't think of him that way because the Durant thing made it hard to really see what Westbrook was in a vacuum. But this whole time, he may have just been Allen Iverson all over again. Now, the Washington Post. I'm looking at their top 20 players going into the season. Yeah. So LeBron one. Yeah. Durant two. Okay. Kawhi three. Uh huh. Curry four. Right. Westbrook five. Okay. Harden six. Yeah. Giannis seven. Hard to say, but sure. Anthony Davis eight. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, nine. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns, 10. All right. Draymond, 11. All right. So if we're drafting a team to win a championship this year, okay. Chris Paul, 12. Yeah. John Wall, 13. Okay. Clay Thompson, 14. All right. I want to talk to you about John Wall, but keep going. Uh, So Clay, 14. Mm-hmm. Paul George, uh, 15. Mm-hmm. DeMarcus, 16. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward, 17. Okay. Rudy Gobert, 18. Mm, no. Marcus Soule, 19. Probably not anymore. Kyle Lowry, 20. Okay. See, I told you, Lowry's a dude, dude. Once you get to past 20, it gets a little... But, like, we didn't have Lillard in the top 20. Right. Uh, you've got, like, just rattle off the next couple names. Millsap, Blake Griffin, Mike Conley, Lillard, DeAndre, Jokic... Kyrie. Am I crazy for thinking that if DeAndre hadn't been, if DeAndre had been on some lottery team this entire time, absolutely nobody would think of him as a top 50 talent? There's, there are guys who can be really, 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 really good when they're surrounded by other talent. It doesn't, I'm not saying he's not good, but there are certain people who, like, a bad, obvious example, like a J.J. Redick with no talent, is not going to look like an all-star, but in the right situation, Kyle Korver can be an all-star. Right. It is interesting to see, because you're eventually going to have to break up the Warriors mm-hmm. more likely than not. Now, supposedly Clay's cool with being third or fourth fiddle, mm-hmm. but at some point, you can't have... it. At some point, it'd be really surprising to have Steph, Katie, Draymond, and Clay all on the same team yep. into their mid-30s. Right. I would not... I I would be surprised if Draymond goes to another team and makes an all-star game. Right. I hear what you're saying. I still think he could be like a 12, 8, and 4 guy. Well, the numbers numbers can be very misleading. There's some guys we talked about who can put up numbers that nobody would want to build a championship team around, and Draymond's value obviously transcends the numbers. But right, there's a guy who's a situational all-star. Right, and, and for what Golden State did in the offseason, drafting Bell, he's getting a ton of minutes. Similar to Draymond, Draymond still uh, he still seems like a just a gigantic headache to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it'll be interesting to see what Golden State looks like in a couple years. It's tough. It's tough. I still feel like the the natural thing to do would be to part with Clay, not with Draymond. But what do I know? And you got to trade. You you can't just let him walk away in free agency. Or of course. Of course. or do you happen to upset team chemistry by trading Clay for a marginal player and a draft pick? You've locked up Steph. Yeah. By all indications, KD's going to stay there long term. He loves the Bay Area. Right. I think he's an angel investor. <laughs> all that nonsense. Uh, so 
you got those two guys. Mm-hmm. What you do with the other two, who knows? Well, I think that you involve. I feel like ordinarily you would most franchises you would talk to KD and Steph together and just be like guys if you think if you can if you think you can go to those two guys and here's the here's the money that we have to play with here's the best we could possibly offer to keep both of them if you think you can go talk them into that and you want to kick them some money out of your pocket fucking great we that's obviously what we want but the reality is that's not going to happen so what do you what would you do so that you don't have that animosity for breaking up the team and 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 I feel what the Warriors are apt to do, I truly believe this, is Steve Kerr is apt to sit down with all four of them right? and go, guys, this is the fucking situation. What do we all, we all want to stay together. What should we do? We can only operate in the realm of the possible. Now, if you're a guy I like- I wouldn't be shocked if they figured out a way to keep it together because I think, particularly Clay, particularly Clay, they always say that his dad was like, I've been the best player on a bad team and I've been a role player on an awesome team and trust me, fucking stay where the winning is. And if Clay is the is the most dispensable of the four, despite being a top 20 player, and I would agree with that, who knows what Clay's willing to do? And Draymond, Draymond's not going to dick him over and, and leave a veteran's minimum for, for right. Clay, obviously. The question is if you're a guy like Sean Livingston or now you oh, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be four guys in a bunch of veteran minimums. Just keep signing Nick Young's, JaVale yeah, McGee's. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think it's the only way you can do it. The fact that those two guys have or are going to get NBA rings is just <laughs> boggles my mind. Um, two LA teams out of the playoffs right now. Yep. The Clippers and the Lakers. Yes. Are you interested in either of those teams having read, watched any of their games so far this year? Uh, the Lakers are one of those teams that they're like one step up from my nets. I feel like there's just so much goddamn talent in the league that they have all these really intriguing young pieces and yet they would need to really come together to even be knocking on the door of being like a a Minnesota or a, or a Milwaukee who would then themselves need to come together to be knocking on yeah. the door of that having been said, they have all these good young guys. What are you going to do? And this is what I wanted to say about, this is my sort of overarching take on the league right now and why I wanted to bring John Wall back up again. I feel like as fans, we're going to, and, and as a culture of within and outside of the league, we're going to have to figure out some way to embrace teams like the Raptors, not as boring and stupid as the Raptors that are just successful and don't compete for championships because in the same way that I think we're getting that fatigue of watching a style of basketball where every team is threes and dunks I am getting the fatigue of if you don't feel like you are on a path to beating the Warriors the only thing you can do is blow it up like as a Wizards fan I'm I guess I'm just <laughs> I'm asking you to accept being happy being married to a seven because not everybody can have a 10 because what do you want? Are the wizards going to break through to the next level, barring something crazy like LeBron going or something? No, they are not going to that. Having been said, look at all of the huge high picks that didn't pan out. John wall panned out. John wall is fucking awesome. Kids are going to grow up going, Oh, John wall's the man pretending to be him on schoolyards, wearing his, his Jersey and shit like that. There's got to be some way where it's just good enough to assemble a team where you didn't do anything stupid. You constructed a good roster that can compete and can, you know, make the war- the Cavs play their best basketball to beat them. Otherwise, what are we doing? Right. So as a Wizards fan, I look at a successful season this year being going to the Eastern Conference Finals and competing against the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of Boston. We should have beat them last year. Now it's a different team adding Kyrie and, and taking away Isaiah. Uh-huh. But all I want to see, I don't think we're in the, the Warriors' realm. I tend to agree. And I, we're not in the same realm as uh, Houston and San Antonio. But I think we're there with Cleveland. Would we probably win a Cleveland series? No. I, I would think they'd win 7, 8 out of 10. But I think they'd fight against the Cavaliers, and that's all I really want. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a read on a LeBron team until – it's winning time. That being said, Ernie Grunfeld might be the worst GM in the league. Oh, if yes. he if he trades another fucking first round pick for Bojan Bogdanovic or some Haven't seventh, you guys already had the Bogdanovic experience? We had him last him, year. You're gonna get him back? We gave him away for a first round pick. If we take uh if we take our first round in this upcoming Wait, draft. Wait, you got a first rounder for Bojan? 
The, yeah, the Nets did. Oh, 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 I see. Wait, we got a first rounder from Bojan? Yeah. Oh, my God. So if the Wizards GM does that again, uh-huh. I'm going to go insane. Yeah. There's no reason to add a seventh, eighth, or ninth man to our bench for a first-round draft pick. Just no, don't give isn't. away first-round draft picks. Pretty much. And that's all we've done. Mm-hmm. And that's really frustrating. All I want to see is like a, a competitive Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I think that that's a reasonable dream to have. But I'm not sure that – I don't think Indiana gets there. Oladipo's playing great, but I don't think they – can reach that Eastern Conference final. I'm not sure the Bucks are there wait, yet. Wait, you're talking about Indiana potentially in the right. f- No, I don't I don't believe so I, so I was unaware that the Pacers were playing well. Victor Oladipo, congratulations on your fool's gold. Don't worry about them knocking off the Wizards. That's the thing. I only see four Eastern Conference teams for the two spots in the Eastern Conference finals. I still think it's Celtics, Cavs, Raptors, and Wizards. Yep. If you're the Pistons, the Bucks, the Pacers, the Knicks, the Heat, the 76ers, 76ers throw it out, young team, whatever. Mm-hmm. Give them a couple years. If you're those other teams I just mentioned, though, are you happy first round and out in the playoffs? Can you live with that as what's going to happen the next three or four years? Because you're either going to have the Celtics, Cavs, or 76ers likely trading spots in the Eastern Conference Finals. Look, you just, I just am becoming, I just don't want to see so many teams blow it up. If you can't get over the hump, well, then in the offseason, take. Get crazy, man. Try to figure out a way to get that foundational piece that moves you into a different echelon of the league. Like, of, of course, of course. If you're the Wizards, I mean, despite what I said, if you're the Wizards, everything is on the table. If you can get one of those, you know, if James Harden's on the market, well, of course you, you do it, what you got to do. The but- Wizards, the two trade targets are supposedly DeAndre Jordan mm-hmm. or, in a pipe dream, DeMarcus Cousins because of his friendship with John Wall. Mm-hmm. I would throw... How many of these friendship things have actually panned out, by the way? How many of these... His high school coach lives in the area. His mom likes to vacation there. How many of these have actually panned out? Well, the Wizards signed uh, Durant's high school coach a couple years ago yes, before he was whatever, a free agent. That's what I'm referring to, yeah. He didn't sign with the Wiz. No, he sure didn't. He never was gonna. He went across the country and nobody, basically as far away as possible. Nobody wants to go home. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, I that think seems it's... like a decent... I don't know anything, but that seems like a decent situation for DeAndre. Like I said, I think the, the more talent he's around, the better he is. Right, and for his skill of setting screens and rolling to the rim and jumping above everybody else and, and dunking, that works perfectly with John Wall. Mm-hmm. Throw Bradley Beal on the wing so the defense can't uh, double DeAndre rolling. Like, okay. You're great. Works for me. But the Clips are going to want shit for him because the Clips are... Now, okay, the Clips are a, are a blow-it-up kind of team. Right. Now, with it'll be interesting to see what... I mean, do you bring try to rush Blake Griffin back so you can try to sniff the eight seed? No. And if you don't do that, Mm -hmm. you just signed Blake to an extension. Your starting point guard is Rivers right now. Well, I think Doc's okay with that. Beverly's gone for the season. (laughs) And Lou Williams is just a, it just shoots it at every opportunity. That one is a, that one is a blow it up. I would even. Danilo's not great. I would, uh, I, it's going to be very – so we acknowledge that, that Jordan is likely to go. Likely. Okay, so now we're we're already thinking about a, a, a near future where it's Blake and shit and we're building around Blake. What are you going to build around Blake, dude? Like, you got to explore the market for him too. You're, he gets hurt every fucking year and he's like 28 years old. What are you going to build? And he's not – he's not Embiid. He doesn't have that ceiling. He's awesome. Blake Griffin's awesome. Like he may well be on his way to the Hall of Fame, but he's not. He's not that guy. Right. He, you're not building a championship contender from scratch around 28 year old, always injured Blake Griffin. And that's the the really frustrating part of you. The Clippers is like with Blake and DeAndre and Danilo. You're not going to be... I believe I I, I, uh, looked into my crystal ball and predicted he would get hurt as well. You're not going to be Sacramento or Phoenix bad, or even Chicago or Atlanta bad. So you're hoping that the ping pong balls bounce your way and you work your way to a top three pick, but more likely you're like Mm -hmm. 9 to 12. They're fucked. And that's just like purgatory if you're in the NBA. Yep, it sure is. It sure is. Hey, they had a good run and this uh, this is the hangover. Did they have a good run? Well, not really. Like, not, like not really. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And that's what I've been... So that's that goes back to, like, are you satisfied as a Wizards fan of being in the conference semifinals? Dude, if, you're, if you've been a Clippers fan for 25 years and you can look me in the eye and say, 
Yeah, man, that what what a what an epic fail that was. We sucked dick. Elgin Baylor just fell asleep on on the podium at the lottery 15 years in a row and then all of a sudden we were in in a in a in the conversation to win championships and we played meaningful playoff basketball and we had a two Hall of Fame, DeAndre Jordan might be on it, like two to three Hall of Fame caliber talents playing, and this team became super relevant, uh, stole the town away from the Lakers, and hey, we never made it to that next level. Like, fuck off if that's not good enough. What are we doing here if that's not good enough? Yeah. I'm a Nets fan, dude. I'll take that. I'll take that bad. But if you can tank and be a Philly fan for the next 10 years kind of worth it well this is what happens is you just take these you build these teams and you when you do dumb shit and you never even get the foundational superstar and you're like the orlando or whatever like that's a totally different story but it worked for the clippers they put together a team it became compelling it 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 it, 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 they were part of the conversation they were in the mix only so many franchises are in the mix at any given time and they were in the mix for for a, a good for a decent run not everybody gets to win championships not only two teams go to the finals every year only one team gets to have lebron james yeah it's just frustrating when you're stuck in in the middle of the nba landscape maybe it is i wouldn't know (laughs) fair enough is there anything else to talk about not a whole lot where's uh, lebron gonna go i what the hot take is uh he's going to houston right hot take was philadelphia oh i think the The hottest of hot takes Uh is philadelphia Houston, Los Angeles, or back to Cleveland? Houston, Los Angeles, sir. It's a shame, man, because I can't even kill the guy because Durant went to the Warriors and all the rules no longer apply. Because I would love to destroy LeBron for being the next Michael Jordan who constantly needs to surround himself with three All-Stars, but Durant Durant went to the Warriors. Full-on banana boat reunion would be interesting in Houston. Carmelo. Although if you're Houston and Chris Paul's a free agent, like, man, I don't... They're they're doing great this year, so maybe you have to re-sign them to a, just a monstrous two hundred plus million dollar contract. Yeah, I would not do that. Man, that's a ton of money. I would not do that, and I don't think they're going to do that. Hey, we gotta go, so let's go. Thank you. And uh, you've been handed a note that looks pretty important, so <laughs> let's go. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. And yeah, that's about it.